Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Job chapter 18. Then Bildad the Shuhite replied, When will you end these speeches? Be sensible, and then we can talk. Why are we regarded as cattle and considered stupid in your sight? You who tear yourself to pieces in your anger, is the earth to be abandoned for your sake? Or must the rocks be moved from their place? The lamp of a wicked man is snuffed out. The flame of his fire stops burning. The light in his tent becomes dark. The lamp beside him goes out. The vigor of his step is weakened. His own schemes throw him down. His feet thrust him into a net. He wanders into its mesh. A trap seizes him by the heel. A snare holds him fast. A noose is hidden for him on the ground. A trap lies in his path. Terrors startle him on every side, and dog is every step. Calamity is hungry for him. Disaster is ready for him when he falls. It eats away part of his skin. Death's firstborn devours his limbs. He is torn from the security of his tent and marched off to the king of terrors. Fires reside in his tent. Burning sulfur is scattered over his dwelling. His roots dry up below and his branches wither above. The memory of him perishes from the earth. He has no name in the land. He is driven from light into the realm of darkness and is banished from the world. He has no offspring or descendants among his people, no survivor where once he lived. People of the West are appalled at his fate. Those of the East are seized with horror. Surely, such is the dwelling of an evil man, such is the place of one who does not know God. And so, Bildad is responding essentially that God punishes the wicked, continuing the general understanding of all three of Job's friends. But he starts out by saying, essentially, Job, you need to listen to the wisdom of your friends. Bildad replies and says to Job, when will you end these speeches? Be sensible, and then we can talk. And so he's stating directly that Job is not being reasonable that um, three men's opinions should carry more weight than one man's opinion. And so um, uh, Bildad is essentially saying to Job, you need to be quiet. You know, you need to stop talking because you're only digging a deeper hole for yourself. He continues, Bildad says, why are we regarded as cattle and considered stupid in your sight? Bolstering his argument by essentially being his own um, a witness as to his credibility. And then he goes into this very poetic um, rant, talking about um, the wicked getting what they deserve, all the while implying that uh, the Job is this wicked person that he's alluding to. He doesn't overtly say, you know, Job, this is what you can expect. But he explains what the wicked can expect, implying to Job that this is his fate. And so he says, uh, verse 5, The lamp of a wicked man is snuffed out. The flame of his fire stops burning. 
The light in his tent becomes dark. The lamp beside him goes out. And so the analogy of um, a candle being snuffed out is um, what Bildad is saying Job should expect, his life um, uh, being like a candle snuffed out. But before that, he says you deteriorate. He said, verse 7, the vigor of his step is weakened. His own schemes throw him down. Once again, Job, you brought this on yourself, buddy. Your own schemes have, have caused all this misery. Verse 8, his feet thrust him into a net. He wanders into its mesh. A trap seizes him by the heel. A snare holds him fast. A noose is hidden for him on the ground. A trap lies in his path. Terrors startle him on every side and dog his every step. Remember, Job has made reference to the, the terrors that he's experiencing concerning what he's facing. Verse 12, calamity is hungry for him. Disaster is ready for him when he falls. It eats away part of his skin. Remember, Job has alluded to his, his skin being covered with sores and itching and, and uh, bleeding and being badly affected by whatever disease is going on. He's torn from the security of his tent and marched off to the king of terrors. I love that expression. It would be terrible to face the king of terrors, but the king of terrors, the ultimate terror, is what, um, uh, what this wicked person can expect. Fires reside in his tent. Burning sulfur is scattered over his dwelling. His roots dry up below and his branches wither above. And so the image of a, of a plant uh, stricken and dying is this comparison he's making to Job's fate. Verse 17, he says, the memory of him perishes from the earth. And so people won't even remember Job. Soon he'll be forgotten by these three friends that are trying to give him wise counsel. And then another reference, perhaps, to Job losing his children. And it's not a sympathetic reference. Verse 19, he has no offspring or descendants among his people, no survivor where once he lived. And so his, this um, accusation had to be especially painful to Job, having lost his ten children in this um, tragic calamity that he faced in chapter 2. And um, uh, Bildad's essentially saying, it's because you're wicked that your children died. You deserved it. And then finally, he wraps it up with um, uh, an accusation that not only is Job evil, he doesn't even know God. He says, surely... Such is the dwelling of an evil man. Such is the place of one who does not know God. And so, friends, Bildad's mind is made up. He's, um, as Job has said, a miserable comforter. And um, the miserable comforter part has turned to um, blatant accuser. And so um, Bildad is, of course, impressed with his own opinion. And he's um, made up his mind. Job's getting what he deserves. So, Lord, um, uh, we just come to you seeing this terrible situation unfolding. Bildad has hardened his heart now toward Job and seems to think that um, you were punishing Job because he deserves it. Lord, may we not harden our hearts toward others by whatever it is we observe. May our hearts remain tender. Lord, you can't use us if we harden our hearts toward others. Lord, if we have done that, forgive us. If our hearts have become hardened, we ask you to circumcise our hearts. Lord, make us vulnerable once again so that we can cooperate with your redemptive plans 
for those we interact with. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.